Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast for The Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This episode 343B, B. This, thank you, sirs, the second episode for the week, we will now discuss our thoughts on Still, a Michael J. Fox movie available on Apple TV+. With you for that discussion, Grayson Maxwell, Roger Stillian, and permaguest Chris Bond for the episode discussing... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, including the whole box office breakdown, what's streaming, and trailer talk. Check out episode 343A posted on Tuesday, 8.15. Well, gentlemen, as a complete, almost complete departure from talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, let's talk about Michael J. Fox's battle with a terrible, terrible disease, Parkinson's. Super family-oriented. Let's really bring the levity here. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Um, got jokes today, dickhead? (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Let's talk about some numbers, as we always do. Rotten Tomatoes, 99%. Who's that asshole? Who's that 1%? (laughs) Who's that dickhead? He's like, no, not good enough. Terrible. Michael J. Fox wasn't funny enough. Wouldn't that be funny if it was Michael J. Fox himself, who because of... Never mind. That, uh, that would be kind of meta of him, actually. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would be. He is very self-aware. He is. He is. He is. And an audience score of 95, two excellent numbers to have. And after you've seen this, and Roger, you have seen this, and you said you had nothing but accolades to talk about still. No, it's, it's very good. It's very, very good. So let's talk about still. It won't be a general discussion as we always get into the plot, because Michael J. Fox is little known actor michael j fox um he's done some Young amazing up and comer <laughs> yeah. he's he's done some great things uh with his career uh notably as they talk about in the film um small franchise you may have heard of back to the future huge team mm-hmm, wolf mm-hmm, huge mm-hmm. spin city they, they 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 focus on for a little while but michael j fox for a couple of decades he was a pretty big name and still is um there, there's no denying that but this now, where you might not know is what I'm going to ask you, Roger. Roger, what's still a Michael J. Fox movie? What's it about? Where do they tend to focus the the narrative on here? So, oh man, that's a that's actually a tough thing to really talk about. I mean, what the entire crux of Still? It literally is him talking about his life growing up. And all the way through to his diagnosis with Parkinson's, okay? Mm -hmm. While he's telling his story, like his little semi-autobiography, okay? Mm -hmm. You are seeing him experience all of all the symptoms of Parkinson's, right? You see in his day-to-day life, like him going through occupational therapy, going through rehabilitation, dealing with like a fractured cheekbone because he fell down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we meet his wife, his family, and this is a story that we get. And he is telling the story all the way up to when he tells the world that he has Parkinson's while we are watching him play out his normal daily routine going yeah. through it while being interviewed. And I think they did something very clever here. Um, and I didn't tell you guys about this before you watched it, but obviously you had to see how they use like clips from his old movie to tell his story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, old movies of his. I think that's really neat how they did that mm-hmm. um, because you know he's been in a ton of stuff, so they're able to do things like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I appreciate those kind of things because I, I went ahead and uh, since I'd already seen it, I rewatched it so I'd be fresh on it, and I yeah. forgot how good some of those cuts are, even from different movies. Like it looks like it's just rolling right along. Yep. So. Uh, 
but yeah, this this is a very good movie. Uh, it's sad and it's real. And listen, I no matter whatever happens with this, Parkinson's will probably win this fight against Michael J. Fox. But yeah. he is one hundred percent doing excellent, incredible work to push research farther than it's ever been mm-hmm. to get more funding than they've ever had to help beat this disease. And well, like, that's such a big deal. Well, yeah. And like, um, I think something to note is, is that he's, he's, he's doing a, a lot for pushing, like, you know, for more research and things like he's, he's doing what he can to try to make sure that like, you know, future, you know, people that have to deal with this disease don't have, may, might not have to deal with it the rest of their lives. And yep. I think that's, you know, it, it's important to highlight here. And they took the time to highlight that very much. So in a, in a few sections in this is that, you know, he's spoken and he's, he's spoken at Congress. He's, he's talked alongside of like major celebrities that also deal with it or something similar in some kind of way. So like, you know, he, he's, he's actually out there trying to, you know, get more perspective on it and bring awareness to needing more research funding and things like that. So I, I think that was very good to see and like awesome to see like him being so active in that fight. Well, didn't didn't he he partition the government to get like two billion dollars annually dedicated to the study of this disease and ways mm-hmm. to beat it? Which I mean, I'm not saying that's like Nobel Peace Prize stuff, but damn, that's got to be high on the list of like awesome dude does awesome mm-hmm. things. You know, like just there's so many diseases that, that that just ail so many people, and if we can just get a foothold on some of them, like that's just that's so great. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's one thing that I found that I particularly loved about this, and as we're being broad spectrum going into this, is I loved how when he's telling the story, when it cuts back to Michael J. Fox, in you know today, as old as he is today, he's literally staring at the camera telling his story. Yeah, yep. and where I why I think that's a big deal is because there are several moments, and I think you guys would definitely agree with this, is where he pauses for a few where for even for a beat or two just like two or three seconds but you really see what he's dealing with and with those pauses of he's just this sucks it's just like he's just telling you like this sucks but i'm dealing with it the best i can and it's mm-hmm. such a debilitating disease and that's part of the, what i loved about when he was just he's basically just staring into the camera and like you can see that he can't he often can't hold off the tremors even as he's talking he can't hold off the tremor. And I thought, man, that's awesome to show that side of it. And one thing I did appreciate too is when he's telling early in the film, when he's telling after the initial success and after he's taken this, you know, pretty early in the movie still, he's talking about one of the few things that he heard the doctor saying after the doctor said this, he didn't hear anything else. The doctor was saying for a while is yeah. no, Michael, I've, t- I've just told you about this, but what we, the lab work has told us, you don't beat this disease. This beats you every time. There's, there's, there's no beating this. You're not going to win. You can't win this fight. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And how he delivers that to us and how he tells it, it's just, it's, it's very powerfully narrative. And it's just, it broke my heart to hear that because you really see what he, the anguish in his facial expression, the anguish in his eyes. It, I mean, he quite literally, he's staring into the camera. He's, he's burying his soul to us to tell us about his life. And I, I have nothing but respect for that. I have nothing but admirable respect for that. So that's kind of uh, I really I really appreciate his attitude through this too because you would think that somebody who was as famous as Michael J Fox sorry he still is very very famous. Yeah. Um you would think that he would be fucking this mad at the world, right? Yeah, true. Like how could this have ever happened to me? And look, you know, he's not exactly thrilled with everything that's happened to him, but he takes the time 
to show you what his day-to-day life is like while trying to keep a positive spin on Because, like, look, he's still funny. He's still cleverest, dude. Listen, Parkinson's hasn't touched his mind. Yeah, it's yeah. all there. And he is, like, rapid-fire funny, fast I, and quick. I was I was actually... Because I haven't seen a whole bunch of Michael J. Fox stuff. Like, he just... He's never been someone that, like, on my radar of, like, people that I, like, really watched, like, watching him film. But he's... Like watching him just naturally in his day to day with like the people that he interacts with, he's so he's so quick on his feet, funny, which I I didn't I'd never like thought of him as that guy or like thought of that as like being like like the possibility. But he is he's very much very quick on his feet about a lot of the things that he brings comedy to, and I thought that was I thought that was cool to see. Yep, and uh, even when he's talking to like his trainers and his doctors, you can tell it's just natural for him to be that way, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel to me like it's an act. Like he's putting up this front because there's a camera there. I yeah. feel very confident in thinking that every day of his life is similar to this. Because look, you know, he shows some of his real struggles. Like <laughs> when he goes out on the street of New York, when he's walking with his uh, trainer or rehab, right, f- right at whatever, the beginning. Yeah, and he's talking to that lady, and he's like, "Oh, good morning." She's like, "Oh, how are you?" And yeah. then he falls down. Yeah. Well, like, like, and, what he what he said to her was, I thought, was like the best part of that whole interaction. Yeah, like, go ahead. What did he say? Uh, uh, it was nice meeting you too. You, uh, you you knocked me off my feet or something like that, right? And he yeah. just fires that off with grace, as you know, his body has betrayed him, and he's laying on the ground, mm-hmm. yeah. and. That's got to be hard as hell to be able to keep up a positive attitude with that stuff going, but he is doing it. And that shit is inspirational for real. Mm -hmm. Because, like, look, I I, I don't want to sound insensitive here, but they they mentioned this. I mean, Parkinson's is an old person disease, right? Mm -hmm. He got diagnosed with Parkinson's when he was 28 years old. When he was at the peak of meteoric fame, he got diagnosed with this. Man. You have every right to be pissed off at everything. Yep. He <laughs> every does. Every right. And he's not. And I think I think he's not because it's better for him not to be. You know, he gets to say, hey, you know, I want people to understand this disease and want people to, you know, help donate to research because like, look, I'm trying to be positive and I want people to understand that your life can be just because you have Parkinson's, your life's not over, you know. We can fight through this, and I, I think that that goes a long way to to helping out that that perspective idea as well. Yeah. Well, he part of his career, a large chunk of his career, happened after he was diagnosed and before he told the world, also. And yes. that's so, yeah, that's the thing. After he was diagnosed, but before he told the world, because that that is a big deal, and it's something that they they do allude to in this story. Like they don't pull any punches here. Like this isn't some congratulatory. You know, Michael J. Fox is the most amazing person in the world sort of thing. Like they talk about his his bad box office run that he had and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the middle of all that is when he gets diagnosed. So but also he is, after being diagnosed, like, he has a full family, like several kids, a wife that yeah, more children yep. stays with him. And I'm sure their marriage wasn't always, you know, hunky dory, but. And the, he does talk about that. And I, again, yeah, I, I would have Roger what you just said. No. No punches are pulled. That was probably at the request of Michael J. Fox. I'm guessing that he said, no, I don't want to tell. If you're going to tell the story, then tell the story. Don't yep. I don't hide any information. You're not being sensitive for my, you know, this. I, I live this life, there. man. Yeah, that's what I, again, yeah. it's this. It feels like an extension of the Michael J. Fox that 
that I knew growing up in all these films and shows. Roger, I'm sure you too. Chris, even though you didn't, he was never on your radar. You, I mean, you knew he was Back to the Future. You, you knew he oh, was yeah, in yeah. all these big, you know, Teen Wolf and all. I mean, it, Doc it, Hollywood, it, baby. I yeah, love that movie. And well, so like, and, uh, while while we're mentioning, like, you know, his like the like his run and like his announcement like to the world about his Parkinson's, I thought it was like I I. I I thought it very commendable and not, not just commendable, but like, you know, smart and perfect. And even like, it goes along the lines of what he was, his mindset about him having Parkinson's and his run on the good wife. Like he was on there for like, like like a couple seasons maybe. And like in that, in that show, he has Parkinson's like his character does. So it was a very, it's a very interesting way for them to go about like, you know, showing that character and, you know, talking about, you know, the fact that someone in the show has Parkinson's and him not having to like stifle that he could just kind of act the way that's meant to be. And like what comes out, comes out. I thought that was, I thought that was really interesting. And I thought that was, you know, I thought that wasn't nice is the wrong word, but it's just, I think it's a cool thing that they did that, you know, and made that a part of the character that he played on that show. Yep. I'm looking at his IMDb. I don't think there are all the way down from and I have a reason for this 1978 up to the 80s up to I don't think there's one year skipped where he wasn't in something and I, I don't God I don't damn workhorse man I don't know if this is the reason but especially after he was diagnosed and before he after he was diagnosed and before he told the world even when he was dealing with all this in his head I mean, look, Michael J. Fox is probably a millionaire a hundred times over. However, I know that you have to make a certain amount of money, like $350,000, even as like above the line, like Brad Pitt status, like he would have been in that time to qualify for health insurance. So even if I don't feel like one year skipped where he wasn't in something or didn't maybe, okay, 97, 98, he wasn't in anything. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling up and I don't know if I wonder if it's because he wanted to work or because he wanted the health insurance. I mean, look, I, money couldn't have been an issue to him, right? Like, well, from uh, watching that, from watching the show, I think it's because he wanted to work. Well, yeah, and, like, and on top of that, you know, like, like like all the funding he's asking for, you know, I, I don't remember them mentioning him, like how much he's given to like research and like to charities oh, yeah. and stuff for it. You know what I mean? So like, you know, I'm sure he it's wanted to keep working because mm-hmm. I think he can think, I think his mindset is, you know, everything that he can do to help, whether it be, you know, for petitioning for more funding and stuff, or all the way to, you know, just donating to these charities. I think all that plays into his desire to want to keep on working. And I think that's, you know, again, commendable and it's, it's eye opening and it's, it's, it's something that's very touching to see. Well, it really probably helped him deal with this too, is staying busy. And also the, what I thought was one of the more interesting things in this entire thing, he's, when he said, people ask me how I how I was on screen with this disease, and I just just put something in my left hand. I'm fine. So that was actually very interesting. And then they show like clips of him through movies, like yeah. all around that same time frame. And he always had something in his left hand, like <laughs> something it was like something that made the phone or doing something, like something, something that something made down. something that made sense for him to be moving with his erratic movements. Which again, I like that's like next level brilliant, isn't it? Like. That's like next level shit. No one said this dude wasn't smart as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant, man. And oh, man, it's just this. Here's the thing about. So this is on Apple, Apple TV Plus. And Apple has a pretty strong track record with their with their shows, with the exception of a few. But with their shows, with their documentaries, they have a pretty strong 
record. And I think this upholds that incredibly high bar of stand or high standard as, as well. And it's, it goes into that, that I think that um, uh, something like this, you know, where this is focusing on Michael J. Fox, you get a, an outline of his career and how Parkinson's fits into it, how his family fits in, how he dealt with it and all that. I wonder, I want to ask you guys, how much creative control do you think Michael J. Fox had over this and how much was the director and the producers putting clips together? I'm willing to um, bet. Okay, uh, uh, no, I was, I was say, I'm willing to bet that he didn't have a lot of like say in that part of it, but I think, I feel like just from the interview, vi- like the vibe of like the interview that he, he was having where he's looking straight at the camera the whole time. I think he was, I think he put a lot of trust in whoever made this with him. Like I, like it just, it seemed like that was the case from what like, I, I was gathering from experiencing it, but uh, it seemed like, like he felt very comfortable with the people that he was working with. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that helps, you know, like even when they're having their back and forth about, you know, Hey, you can just tell me if you need to take your medicine, we can stop. And he's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, like having like a real conversation about that stuff. He's like, you know, it's okay. Um, it seems to me though, cause Michael J. Fox is a smart enough guy. I bet you he probably suggested, Hey, why don't you guys use old clips? That might be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, let me know how it turns out. Um, I, I wouldn't say that he would have more or less creative control than the director, but I'd probably say it's a 50 50, you know, they probably had mm-hmm. compromise on some stuff. Yeah, maybe. Um, but look what they do here with the, what they put together is actually pretty spectacular. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I definitely expect this to get, it's already nominated for seven Emmys. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. That is, (laughs) it's it's a lot. It deserves it. But I mean, look, this is going, this will get legit Oscar buzz for the documentary as well. I I fully believe that. Yeah. And I, this is a story that should be told, you know, this just should be out in the bout, you know, not just, even if you're, even if you're just a casual fan of Michael J. Fox, I think you would appreciate his story here you yeah. know because there's still a lot of people that don't understand you know why he did what he did when he didn't you know tell people at the time they had parkinson's and he he does explain a lot of it here yeah. you know like he he doesn't really hold anything back even to the point and this is why i think he must have had at least some creative control here even the point where he's narrating his audio narrating his biography for an audiobook and they they show him doing it and he starts to 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 break down a little bit when he's reading his own words about his father passing away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, that is something that he would have had to approve putting in. True. Because that is such, it's sad, but it's such a real moment that if he was like, Hey, don't show that they would have been like, yeah, okay. We understand. You know, yeah, yeah. he would have had to been the guy to approve that. So, well, and if you remember, I'm glad that, that they did because listen, that's really humanizing. <laughs> but yeah. it's also it's also one of the moments where he talked about like that's that was a shitter get off the pot moment. I had to adult yep. and I didn't know what that meant, and my dad was gone and I, I had to figure it out. And again, I respect part of that. the story. That's mm-hmm. using your own personal trauma to understand what's going on in your life. Otherwise, to us anyway, that's a great way to do it. Absolutely. Um, what is there anything in here that you guys didn't know about his life that you guys learned or or, oh, or I mean, was curious to for, learn about sounds like me, chris might have learned a lot <laughs> yeah for, for me there's there's plenty of stuff i didn't know honestly most of what we see I, I i didn't really have much touch you know like much touch with so i wasn't quite sure what to expect um i did like seeing his like his interaction with his kids and stuff 
like also within like i thought the conversation with his with his son where like they were they talk about being careful like you know or he says you know like you know talks about how he's not a 90 year old dad he isn't you know he doesn't go out there not, not trying not to be careful and then like the, the son was like yeah well we just don't think that it's as high as a priority on your list as it is ours <laughs> it was like something that you might actually have to say to your stupid dad wh- sometimes. which is something that you know like i thought huh okay yeah that makes a lot of sense actually because yeah. like because like like i've had real conversations and like, like real thoughts like that you know with you know family members i have so it's like, you know, I believe I, you I, understand I what I'm it. saying. I don't think it yeah. matters as much to you as it does to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what he told him. Yeah. You know, yep. he's like, yeah, I want you to understand, like, this is important to us. Yeah. Uh, his interactions with his family, I thought were great. Um, mm-hmm. His wife must be a saint. Yeah. Um, so, good. I mean, good, good on them. Even to yeah. the point, like, so I knew who he was married to. Um, yeah, yeah. Just because, you know, I'm familiar with that. But like, I didn't realize, you know, he was basically, uh, I don't, deadbeat dad is not the right thing, but like, he wasn't home for basically the first year and a half of his kid's life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was out working. I, I guess yep. I, I didn't think of things like that. And a point, you know, you, th- oh, you know, that's, that's big time rich people problems right there. Like, well, yeah. You know, but... He seemed like just enough of a down to earth guy, though, that that might have actually been, might have affected him yeah you know yeah, what i like mean the, 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 that might have been hard for him yeah yeah and, and i i appreciate that because mm-hmm. that's not something you think about you know because like we think of all oh, you know these guys are out doing movies how hard can their life really be you know, he's well, got a he's got a he's got an infant kid at home especially and his wife's when you, there by herself yeah especially when you think from his perspective and him having parkinson's like he doesn't have as much time as other people might you know what i mean nope. or or he might not have as much time as other people so mm-hmm. the fact that he's away you know for a lot of that stuff might hit him twice as hard as it would like somebody else for the for that reason alone I also love when he's telling the story about getting in drunken fist fights with Woody Harrelson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking sweet time at the bar that would have been. What a what a Woody thing to do though, right? What did what he call yeah. he called it shot wars where all they did was yeah, keep yeah, yeah, shots yeah. till yeah. passed out. Like Listen, come on, that's pretty cool. And Mike Fox isn't a big dude. <laughs> no, he's, he's not. not a big man. He's not a big man. Not at all. So But it's it's a it's an interesting light look into someone's, I mean, look, we knew he had Parkinson's, but like, I remember, I remember when he made this announcement, like, I remember it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. There was a huge, like it kind of shocked the, the entertainment world for weeks at a time. Like it just, that was the talk around the water cooler for quite some time that, you know, Michael J. Fox finally came out that he has Parkinson's disease and everyone's like, Oh, it'll, it'll take him. He's got a few years left, maybe. And he, no, yeah, and that was like twenty five years ago at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a while. He's he's a trooper, man. He's, but I mean, I'm sure that attitude and outlook on life that has to weigh in. That has to weigh into that, right? It, like, well, there's no way. There's no work way ethic. Yeah, there's there's no way that stuff can't have an effect on. No, absolutely has to have an effect. Yeah. I I did appreciate when they're showing the clip of him on Letterman. When Letterman's just like, hey, you know, this is the first time I've seen you personally since, you know, you made your big announcement. He's like, you know, how are things going? And he deadpan, like dead ass, looks him right in the face and goes, well, I still have Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, wow. It's fucking <laughs> wow. What a cell phone that is. Yep. And he just, he, dude, he just rolls with it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it, it, like that. 
I, I mean, I, I can't say this enough besides the fact that this is an excellent thing to watch is I learned about how, you know, you could have this debilitating disease and still have a positive attitude about it. And I, I know it sounds like super cliche that, you know, if you have a disease, you know, and you know, it's going to be what ends your life that it, it seems easy that you would just crawl inside of yourself and be like, fuck all y'all, you know, like I could mm-hmm. understand that. And to be like, no, man, he's like, I just went about my business because I had to. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I get it. Even though you were rich and could have could have scrolled off to an island and lived alone forever, you chose not to. Yeah. You brought it to public light and you just kept moving forward. And I think that's awesome. I, really I mean, do. I know his situation is more dire than some like, you know, like, like larger names in Hollywood and stuff like that. But I think he does a good job of embodying the whole, you know, like, you know, he, like he has a, a cause that he's championing, which is, you know, finding out a way to, you know, combat this, this disease. And yeah, maybe his, his, his connection with it is a little, is a little more direct than like some of the other like issues that some like big actors and actresses like back in Hollywood, but like he, like he's done the, the legwork, right? He's, he's spoken to Congress. He's put his own money up and all this other stuff. And you can tell how serious he is, and it, that's something that you don't usually see. And if, like, you know, like up front in that vein from, you know, like people in Hollywood, so it's it's understandable why he has such a stake in it. But at the same time, I don't think he's doing it for him at this point. He's doing it for people that you know have to deal with he's this. Doing it for the next the generation of people with Parkinson's. Yeah. So who is the person? Nice to see. Who is the person on the panel with him? Was that Muhammad Ali? Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Ali. Yeah. Does he also have so Muhammad Ali? Well, he had Parkinson's. Uh, he mm-hmm. got it much later in his life yeah. because of the seat, the traumatic brain and damage that he had mm-hmm. from boxing. Yeah. Okay, so but again, that's uh, that's one of the like. The, I'm glad that people are campaigning for this because it needs to be campaigned for. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. it's an awesome thing, and it's I don't, I don't know I I going into this I expected Emmy level, an Emmy level. Um, doc i and that's that exactly what we got however i think it's the content here that sets it apart from a lot of the other ones that we that we take a look at also it's different than I just talking about someone's documentary life. yeah true and like and like like we we've come to almost expect this from netflix so it's nice i i like the fact that you know someone else is in that space with like good documentaries as netflix because that's something that they were known for early on in their like on their streaming platform was the, you know, they have damn good documentaries and good history stuff. So I'm happy to see some competition there. So like, you know, both, maybe both of these streaming services in this category, don't lose their edge. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's the, a good um, thing, but go, yeah, go ahead. I, well, I was going to say, you know, I don't know how close we're to scoring this, but like one thing I, I wanted to make sure that may, I wanted to make sure that I asked was um how, like, like, is there like a specific like quote or specific like line interaction that really stuck out to you guys in this? Well, there's there's, there's a few for me at least. But Roger, go. I'll let you start us off. Um, I don't. That's a tough one because there, there's quite a few. There are a few. Yeah, yeah. Do you, Do you have one in mind? I I do. I'll do. I do. Yeah, I'll lead with mine. So like, uh, it, it's near the very end when. Uh, the the person interviewing him for the documentary says, you know, something I've noticed is the whole time we've been talking, you haven't once uh, told me if you've been if, that you're in any pain. pain. And and his immediate response response was 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 oh I, he he says oh I'm in pain I've been in pain <laughs> like like it's like oh 
okay like like the whole time and it's like you know like he, i guess he told he alluded to a conversation he had where he's like you know you like you were allowed to stop at any time if like you know you were you know you were having a hard time or you, you know you were in pain and and he was surprised that you know that like he hadn't like told him that like the whole time they were they were sure. discussing things i thought that was not, the, the, the interesting not a complainer <laughs> yeah exactly it shows um, how much of a workhorse he is though <laughs> even yeah. during that he's like no i'm, I'm fine just keep going uh, I don't exactly have an exact quote, but I will tell you the part, uh, one of the things that stuck out to me is when he is in it with his uh, therapist or rehab guy, mm-hmm. um, and they're doing the, uh, well, they're against the ballet bar, and he's mm-hmm. like holding on, and he's like, I want you to take the quarter turn. He goes, okay, I got it. He goes, but I can't make my leg do it. And like, that's the kind of thing. And then he explains it a little bit later on when he's walking, why he ends up walking faster. He -hmm. doesn't intend to do it is his body is just moving on its own and he can't stop it from happening. And that's one of the reasons he keeps falling Yeah, is like he loses, you know, he can't control like his left leg and it's just going forward without him. And I think that's, that's real insight. If you don't, you know, if you have never had any experience with Parkinson's, it's not just the shaking and the tremors. It's like, hey, my motor function is definitely impaired. You know, it's not just my leg shakes when I walk. No, it's shaking on its own accord, and I can't make it continue to go forward at the speed that I want it to. So I thought that was an interesting way to put that for mm-hmm. people that might not know, because, listen, I'm not super familiar with it. So, um, If I was going to answer that question, I would say his ability to continually look into the camera and just bear his story to us. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't think of too many docs I've seen like this where it's. Although I don't think we don't, we we don't really watch documentary about some about like a debilitating disease about someone that's still with us. So like we don't see too many of these. But I, I can't imagine too many people would do the same of this. Although maybe this does. Maybe this sets a precedent. <laughs> I, I don't know, but th- that's pretty impressive to me. And there's so many, yeah. especially the way this ends too, of him just like staring into the camera for a few seconds, and then it just cuts to him him and his family walking on the. Be- I think it's how it ends, right? walking on the yeah. beach and then then it cuts to the credits. Um, that's, that's a very narratively powerful way to do that. And you know me, I'm all about the, I'm, I'm all about like whether, whatever gets most heartstrings pulled. So that's to me, like, <laughs> yeah. that's just awesome. And as far as like documentaries go, like I can imagine that this is not only getting a nominated, but this is probably going to sweep that those few categories that focus on documentary series too. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good docs out there, so it's hard to rule out anything. But I mean, look, this will definitely get some uh, nominations and some some critical acclaim as as well. It should. Um, just a heads up: if you want a documentary about somebody living with a debilitating disease, I do have one that you can look at. Uh, it's called Gleason. It's about Steve Gleason, the guy who used to play football for the New Orleans Saints, who got diagnosed with uh, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, mm, yeah. and. Like, look, man, that's a top tier doc, and that that's a pull no punches one. It's rated R, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like at some point, like he's you know his body is like literally decaying around him, and he's like having a fucking fight with his wife. Like that's you know what I mean? Like that's how mm-hmm. that's how real that that kind of stuff is. And I recommend you check that if you like this. I think you would enjoy, you know, taking a look at that. So not that you know it's it's a fun thing to watch, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely interesting. Not so. a date night thing you're saying? Gotcha. No. I mean, look, you, <laughs> you want to cry? Have at it, buddy. <laughs> you, you're, 
Now one's on Amazon, so anybody yeah, can yeah, check yeah. it out if you have Amazon. So. I might actually, as soon as I get this round round up and start winding down my yeah. night, I might check that out because I'm, I'm in that mode. It's something right to now. think about before you go to bed. You know, your body locking up mm-hmm. around you and slowly dying from the outside it, in. Oh, Isn't the thing of night terrors? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, no, that's that's great. That's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> so we, we should move into score this because, I mean, it's not like yeah. one of the... If we've convinced you to watch it, then hopefully you do. If not, then... I, I I just I want you I want you to watch this. So also, if you, if you do listen to this episode and you think we should talk about documentaries more, mm-hmm. please let us know because like we don't usually do this. Yeah, so, well, like, I mean, well, I, hold on. I, I was gone for a week, and so I didn't have any decision making into what we were watching besides the you know the Ninja Turtles. So when they said that they wanted to watch, talk about it still, I was kind of excited because we really haven't done that. So yeah, I would like I mean, to do more of this. Well, yeah, so. and. and well, yeah, and like quite honestly, like more to your point, uh, Roger is you know like it, we 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 have we have done a, a quite a few different B movie uh, B episode mm-hmm. type subjects now, ranging from deep dives to you know like you know like a top five, top ten list kind of yeah. thing, you know, and then talking about a docu series in, in and we've done episodics in the past. So a- any input from the audience on like you know what is actually like, you know, intriguing for us to talk about in some of these B episodes is never going to be a bad thing, you know, to be able to kind of give that back to the people that are listening. Yeah. It's always a good idea to find different content too. Absolutely. What streaming service has the most, that's probably Netflix. Only Netflix Netflix has volume. Well, Netflix has a large amount of very good documentaries. Mm -hmm. So Netflix first Oscar was a documentary. Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what it was. We should move to score this, fellas. How do we now? Do we score this in a traditional sense? I'm going to. Okay. I I, I was going to score it just as you know an overall movie watching experience yeah. with you know the story. Like, listen, I, I'm not going to talk about the plot <laughs> here really, <laughs> but you know, I, I look at this as I, I kind of score this as a, I score any other movie, and this is you know, um, with a slight edge to more how much I learned about the subject. I think mm. would be instead of like scoring the plot overall. No, I don't. I don't want to be like contrarian and start off and be like, "Hey, this movie's the best thing I've ever seen." Documentary because I've seen some very good documentaries, some slightly better, some definitely worse than this. This is this is a high level documentary here, people. Like this is no no punches pulled, full access into this person's life, and the story we get is interesting. And you're probably going to learn a lot of stuff. Mm. I think this is like a nine. Um, this is some very good stuff, and if it's not overly long, which is a problem with documentaries. Sometimes they can, yeah. they tend to get long and the longer they are, the more likely they are to not hold your interest. This is a tight, like 99 minutes, man. It's not, it's not yeah, actually, and, I think it's like, it's like, it's like 85 or something like this. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's, it's quick, it's clean and it gets from point A to point B and it does it very, very well. And do listen, I am hundred percent rooting for Michael J. Fox. Um, oh Yeah now so not that i was ever against him like i hadn't sworn <laughs> him as an enemy or anything before this <laughs> but you know I, I i wish him the best and i wish his family the best and i hope that you know he'll probably not defeat this but i hope all the stuff that they do and the research behind it leads us to a better future for that so Agreed. i think it's a nine Okay, I'll go second here. I'm not going to be as high as, as either you two on this one. I think maybe it's just because of just I don't know. Maybe my my disconnection with the actor that was Michael J. Fox, but it was interesting to learn about everything going on in his life. 
and like what led him to like you know to now and the way he's handled things and just the person that he he has been all the way through which is just i think that that's an interesting dive into what he has going on um as far as entertainment wise i mean it, it, it's a documentary i don't know how how much ground i can get out of that so like giving it a fair rating like uh, compared to other things that we view i think this is like an i think this is like an 8 I think this is going to be something that's worth your time if you're interested in the subject or the person in any way, shape, or form, or you just enjoy good, well-made documentaries. Then th- this is going to be like right up that alley for for an eight point for me. I, this is I'm going to go nine with Roger. This is yeah. um, after I got done, I just thought about it. I just wrote this nine on a piece of paper. Like that's what I'm giving it is nine. Uh, this is pretty exemplary as far as docs are concerned. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's it's a well contested area though because there are so yeah. many good ones to watch. Um, and even I still remember when I watched in 2008, the King of Kong. I don't know if you guys ever saw that with Billy Mitchell at the, yeah, that's an excellent documentary. Yeah. There's all kinds of new since that's come out, but that's an awesome documentary about King Kong, the old arcade cabinet that awesome documentary, but I still remember that from years ago, but, uh, yeah, this is pretty great. I was enveloped the whole time. I, you know, it's funny this morning I, I just turned it on to, cause I was going to, I hopped out of the shower, just getting dressed and I was eating before I was going to go out for my run and start my day. And like, I just sat in the cat, like I didn't move until it was done. That's how, that's how like drawn in I was to this. So, I mean, it's, that's a huge, huge win for a documentary. It's not a film. It's not pulling you in a world that, you know, setting you up for a fictitious world or anything, but it's awesome. And it's just Michael J. Falk has always been an actor I respect. And mm-hmm. of course, you know, being, you know, some kind of an idol, but you know, we both, you know, he looks young like I did and I didn't go to the acting sphere, but certainly I have am- ambitions in the movie. Uh, industry just like like he did but he's always been kind of that idol to me a little bit especially like when i saw him on spin city my my dad forbade me to watch that but i i still watched it somehow but i always thought he was hilarious like hmm. even in teen wolf and casualties of war he was always great and some of those even like i, I didn't watch all family ties I, I didn't you know it's not really one i got into but i did watch some of it and like he's he's always great in it you know it's just Michael J. Fox, and he makes a guest appearance on Scrubs, one of my favorite um, sitcoms ever. And it's just, oh yeah, yep, agreed. He's uh, and even in that show, he plays someone with a debilitating disease that, like, yep. it it makes him hard to be a doctor, but it makes him a better doctor to try to live with it. So I thought that was interesting mm-hmm. too. But hell of a documentary, still a Michael J. Fox movie, it's worth watching. It's not going to be a waste of anyone's time. This is a nine. This is every bit of a nine, if not, if not higher. But um, yeah, glad we were able to score that, gentlemen. What if, uh, what if House, the TV show, was just an alternate parallel universe if Michael J. Fox's Doctor and Scrubs wasn't a good person? I've never watched Scrubs, so I don't know what you're talking about. What? I, lo- I, I love Scrubs and I, I love House. I oh. think Scrubs are both brilliant, but I think Scrubs. you should watch Scrubs, dude. Scrubs is actually a pretty easy yeah, watch. No, Scrubs yeah. is hilarious. Like Scrubs is so well written too, and it's so funny. House is one of my all-time favorites. Period. The house is fucking phenomenal. House is amazing. first three seasons of House. Awesome. That first season of House, I think, is as strong as the first season of any show ever. Uh, Especially the first two seasons, maybe. But yeah, oh, I was gonna say, like the first two seasons of that is phenomenal TV. Thank you for joining me tonight, gentlemen. Now we may be talking about this one again later this week because I've been getting this alert from Chris's microphone for about fifteen minutes now. What is it? I'm getting this alert, so I'm just going to, after we end the episode, I'm just going to see if it played out, but it tells okay. me that um, you might be having problems with your microphone. The high quality recording has stopped, yet it doesn't, oh, no. it shows me a green light, so we may be talking about this one again later this week, but anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining us tonight, joining me tonight, gentlemen, for another one. 
Uh, this has been episode 343B of Ford Love Cinema, a movie podcast. Thank you. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. Hi, I'm at Rod Stillian. I have no X. Fair enough. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at the last voyage of the Demeter, all six and a half million worldwide income of it, and Heart Heck of Stone yeah. on Netflix with Gal Gadot. Boat Chocula. <laughs> Boat Chocula. Boat Chocula.